We often talk about big business on the 411, but today we're going micro to talk about your business, more specifically, your workplace. Peter Bregman is a management consultant who works with CEOs on leadership and organizational issues. His writing on workplace stress caught our eye, and while work can always be stressful, it's more so these days as many people's employers seek to do more with less. So, Peter, we wanted to talk to you about how employees and bosses can cope. Welcome to the Financial 411. Thank you for having me. Your article, Too Much to Do, Take on More, is counterintuitive. I think anybody who's up to their eyeballs in extra work would say, are you kidding me? What's uh, your reasoning behind taking on more? On the one hand, there's that adage that if you really want something done, give it to someone who's really busy because they're really capable of managing a lot of work. But it's more than that. It's that when uh, I notice this with myself, when I'm really stressed, I'm completely consumed with my own stuff and I perseverate over the smallest of details and I'm overwhelmed and, I'm, and, and the stress itself starts to stress me out. And it's really, really useful to get ourselves out of our own heads. And so when I want to reach out to someone else and help them, it helps clear my mind. It also helps me to feel good about myself and then I can dive back into what I'm trying to do. Now, most people would interpret what you're saying, get outside of myself, like go to the water cooler and talk to another employee, complain, maybe blow some steam, complain about the boss, complain about your workload. You also talk about that. You say we complain because we feel alone and disconnected in our stress. For some reason, that struck me as really uh, revelatory that the complaining is this misguided attempt at connection. Yeah, it's true. We complain because we want to connect. And by complaining, we end up distancing ourselves from each other and from other people. And then we we sort of agree with each other and complain about the same person. And then we leave feeling guilty and kind of bad. And maybe we've gone a place that we don't want to go. And I often find that it makes me feel worse because it's just dwelling on the problem. It doesn't make the problem go away. In fact, I leave feeling even more aggrieved and more burdened. That's exactly right. And we often... uh, get into this dynamic of who's more stressed. So you'll tell me that you're really, really stressed, and I'll say, oh, I really know. Yeah, you should see what I have to do. And we get into this sort of macho competition over, you know, who's the most stressed. And the to actually stop at that point and say, wow, you sound really stressed. Let me try to take this piece off of your plate immediately changes the dynamic. You go from macho to vulnerable. You suddenly, it's not about who's the strongest, But wow, I actually may reach out to someone and someone may reach out to me and the dynamic changes in such a way that we begin to feel better about each other. And you also mentioned that this works well at home. Absolutely. My, uh, I, I discovered it because my wife did it to me. I was complaining to Eleanor, my wife, who's amazing, and she listened to me. She didn't compete, and she's super busy herself, and she let me sleep late and took the kids in the morning when it was my morning to take the kids. And that immediately changed the dynamic. And the next day, I was able to then step in and help her, which made me feel even better than when she helped me. Do you think people are addicted to the competing? Oh, absolutely. And we're addicted and to the complaining. That? Yeah. Why, what, what does that do for us? You know, I think there's something where we want to be recognized. We want someone to, re- to look at us and say, wow, you really are stressed. We want someone to notice our feelings. We want someone to sort of acknowledge the fact that we're overwhelmed. And, but if we both want that and we're both trying to get it from each other and we're both telling each other how stressed we are, and then on the other hand, we're looking at the other person going, you think you're stressed, mm-hmm. then, then we lose that ability. Then we kind of, we become disconnected instead of connected. But I think, I think ultimately we want to be seen. How often do you hear 
companies asking you about uh, ways to reduce employee stress? Oh, it's, it's, it's at the highest levels. Most of my work is with CEOs and their leadership teams, the people who report directly to the CEOs. And they are uh, tend to be a little more executive about their stress uh, and, and less complaining about it. And they maybe try to cut some things out. But at the same time, there's a sense of if I'm really busy, then I'm really important and then I'm really valuable to the organization and then I won't be cut. Mm. And have you noticed that stress levels are increasing during our, our current economy? I, I do. I think there's a very interesting dynamic that's happening, which is that the economy has been doing better. Companies have more cash, but they don't trust it. And as a result of not trusting it, they're not bringing in more people. So you've got a group of people, a workforce, who are looking at the revenues. They're hearing the executives say, hey, we're doing great, guys. But the people who they're saying it to are looking around saying, we have to do twice as much. We don't have as many people working with us. And we're not seeing the increase in our salaries. So the executives are doing really well, but we're feeling more stressed and we're feeling overwhelmed. And actually, we're starting to distrust the people who are leading us. Peter Bregman is a management consultant. You can find his writings on stress and other work-related topics at his website, peterbregman.com. Thanks for joining us on the 411. Thanks so much for having me, Amy.